2: You wanted the best, you got the best. This is Hall of Famer Dave LaGreca. And two-time Hall of Famer Bully Ray. And you are listening to the Shout It Out Loud cast with Zeus and Tom right here.
3: Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh boy. This is Gene Simmons. Put that cookie down. Yes. I'm pressing the button. Starbreaker Simmons. Star? Star-, Star? Star?
2: Shouting! He's not what
3: you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. okay. Alright. gonna grab me a nice cold mellow now.
2: Hey! Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because fuck What are you talking about? 617 525. Yes. Settle down. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 246. Martin Popoff Kiss at 50. Tom, the great Martin Popoff is back. Our fellow Pantheon podcaster and the great metal and
3: hard rock author. Yes, and he finally came around and did a kiss book. We both have copies of it. It's friggin' spectacular, and we're going to talk all about it, and he's going to talk all about it. But first, we're recording on uh, Wednesday, October 18th, just as breaking news is breaking, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But it's going to be... Oh! 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 Oh, Hey, hey, hey. Do you... you, Wait, do you hear... Shh! Do you hear that sound? That's the kiss (laughs) heart of lot. It's the, it, it's, it, it's the kiss-tard alarm. It's like a nuclear fallout. It's like, wah, wah, wah. Yep. People, the, oh! people in
2: the warehouse drop in their shit. They see like the kiss-tard symbol in the sky, like the Batman single. What? And all these kiss-tards oh come running God. out of their nerd homes and nerd jobs. Oh, is fucking fucking oh, kiss-tard shit. Oh. Fucking nerds. Good lord. We got to go live, Tom. Oh, oh, oh. Kurt Gooch. stop. Oh. Sam Lube, oh. Oh. stop. What are you doing? I have to go live. I guess.
3: dude. Just honestly, who fucking cares? I mean it, it, it's it's yes. fun to it, it's fun to goof on, but at the end of the day, who cares? This
2: is why sometimes I'm embarrassed. Like, yeah, well, you know the band Kiss, yeah. Um, well, I kind of do a podcast on that. (laughs) What?
3: Dude, I don't (laughs) tell any, literally no one at work knows about this. Yeah, I I do not share this kind of stuff. Like,
2: I was just saying to Tom off the air, I'm like, I just came back from my daughter's field hockey game. Imagine if I just turned around to everybody like, hey, uh, uh, parents here. Uh, I'm in a, a kiss contest coming up. Could you please go to. KissDorks.com and vote for me. <laughs> and uh, uh I, I I think my kid would like fucking want to run away, be so embarrassed by that. Jesus Christ,
3: some of you people. Come
2: on. No, oh, fucking kiss news.
3: Oh. G- Jesus Christ, Mike. Let's get, let's get him. Let's get him now. While we get him while we got the muscle while we get the muscle. That's that's what, that's what Paul and Gene. Said. Jesus Christ, Gene, let's get him now while we got the muscle.
2: Fucking <laughs> you would think kisses like. Coming out of retirement after ten years and reuniting the original band. You know what this
3: reminds me? This reminds me. This reminds me of that Chris Rock bit where he talks about like the OJ, like we won, we won. (laughs) I I ran out to my mailbox. Where's my OJ prize? (laughs) I didn't get anything. Exactly. Like where's my (laughs) Kurt Gooch prize? I don't fucking get anything. Just
2: the people—they're so invested
3: in this shit—and at the end of the day, literally nothing. Concrete comes out of this other than like a little fucking dick measuring contest.
2: Other than you getting bombarded by shit by Roy. Oh well, fucking, I will say that.
3: I will say that I'm fucking
2: adamant
0: our that Roy. Uh,
2: who who yeah. fucking Sam Lewis is even more so, and he won't yeah. shut up about it. But
3: uh our buddy Roy, hey, he's he's a good guy to keep close, but uh he 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 well, is we call bloody. him our buddy, but he's a source for us,
2: and yeah. uh, we're not you know we we have a a friendly relationship with him, let's say, and take it for what it's worth guys. When he says something, I'm not putting a lot of stock in it, but it's fun to listen to him sometimes. But yeah. this just stuff is, it makes it unfun. Like we got DMS from people. Hey, what'd you guys think? Hey, did you see the news? Hey, like, I don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter because I at the end of the day, who, who,
3: whoever wins the lawsuit, it, like it doesn't, It doesn't affect anything. Oh, this guy's got it coming.
2: Fuck Kurt Gooch. Who cares? I don't fucking care about Kurt Gooch. First of all,
3: those videos videos were mostly fucking terrible. Oh, I didn't get to see the footage of fucking Paul Stanley throwing away some
2: candy corn he had left over from Halloween. I wanted to see that. And he got taken down by Kurt Gooch. Oh, (laughs)
3: fucking nerds jesus Christ. so uh, but uh, but uh, but up our, our little uh our friend and source roy Dam has been feverishly messaging me back and forth because uh he's he's buddies with kurt business partners you know has a relationship with kurt so guys we'll get into it a little bit in the news section we just me and
2: tom are just laughing about this stupid shit off the air when we get oh, yeah. started and just fucking unbelievable. Anyways, let's get to some funny shit. And the funny shit yes. is who we had on last week. Yes. And that was the great Craig Gass.
3: Yep. Um,
2: Tom, we did a poll for him. And how'd that go?
3: Yeah. So we asked everybody what their favorite impression was because he does a ton of them. And as always, Twitter only allows you to put four. So, of course, we put Gene, Paul, Al Pacino, and Sam Kinison. Now, no surprise that Gene won. Gene came in at forty-two percent, but people loved the Sam Kinison that he does, which of course it's awesome. That came in at twenty-five percent. Al Pacino at nineteen. Paul Stanley came in at fourteen <laughs> percent. All of them were incredible. I mean, you could have thrown it. A lot of people love the Lars one. You no, know, Tracy um, Morgan. The tra- Tracy Morgan was incredible. Wesley Shipp, the Sam Kinison impression was spot on. Great episode T and Z. Keith Rochford, Craig Gas is hilarious. This was another in a long string of amazing episodes. Tennessee Duke, tremendous episode. Craig's story about fooling Lars with his impressions on the radio show had me rolling. Yeah, that was that was a really really funny stuff. Craig was great. We're excited to see him in New York City for the the weekend of the final show. So that's going to be great. What else do we got going on here in Twitter? Oh, MD, he said it was funny. He commented on this just as I heard it at the same time. He, he comments on Twitter between songs right now on Sirius XM hair nation. And Mark Slaughter was doing like a little bit. And he said, this is Gene Simmons of kiss. No, not really. This is Mark Slaughter. Now, if you, if you heard that, and it's so, so funny. Cause I commented cause I literally heard it. Mark Slaughter did, does a great Gene Simmons. It's definitely not Craig gas, but it was actually kind of funny. The timing our buddy, Jim Riley. He says, I saw Craig in December of 2021 at vamp in Las Vegas with Bruce Todd, Zach and Eric singer. Craig is the man, funny and talented. This episode had awesome stories. Yes, because he is friggin' hilarious. And our good buddy, Tom Dust, who does our incredible intro music. And sometimes we forget to mention that, but Tom, we love you, buddy. The Lars and, bit was hilarious. And our outro now. Yes, that's right. Our new outro, which we're getting a lot of feedback on. That's great, too. Yes. He says the Lars bit was hilarious and all of his impersonations are dead on, especially Lars and Sebastian. Anyone going to see the final kiss show should make it a priority to see him live. Great episode and guest as always tons of great comments. Uh, Everybody loved Craig. How could you not? It was a ton of fun we love having those kinds of episodes. So uh, that's what we got for Twitter.
2: All right. Over on Facebook, our buddy, Jason Warden, one funny dude. The impressions had me laughing my ass off. Sam Kinnison, Paul, and Gene. God damn. Another home run episode, guys. Been contemplating if I'm going to see Kiss in Austin one last time. But hell, with Craig playing there around that time, I may go to that too. You should. He's a good guy. Support your local guys, man. Uh, right. Ronnie Bachowski. Jesus Christ, I'm on a bicycle. Funniest episode yet. I was laughing so hard, I almost shit my dick off. His impressions are stellar. And then his recollection of Lars saying his whole family was retarded. I spit my coffee all over my goddamn truck. And how does he, how he doesn't imitate Ace because it's such a low hanging fruit. I want to go to New York just to see his comedy about the band. Quality show is finest, dudes. My nuts are still in my chest and cracking up. It's funny because I keep telling Tom, like, I think I'm becoming like getting Alzheimer's or something because I couldn't understand what the hell he's talking about. Jesus Christ on a bike, Tom? What does he mean by that? He's like, no, he's saying he was on a bike. I'm like,
3: huh? Oh, he was actually he was saying, you know, how some people say Jesus Christ on a popsicle stick. You ever heard that phrase? No, You never heard that phrase either. No, So that's what he's saying. Like Jesus Christ on a bicycle. It's just another way of saying Jesus Christ. I mean, I fucked that up, too. I guess literally no one was on a bike.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I had no idea. I'm like, the fuck (laughs) is he talking about? And you're like, I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. I'm fucking, I'm losing it. I'm losing my mind. We all
3: are. It's okay. The kiss tards. The kiss tards are fucking ruining our brains. Yeah.
2: yeah. Over on our loud casters page, Judy Chase says, head into Nashville and Austin shows and purchase ticks for Craig's show in Austin today. Love it. Love when we tell people uh, our listeners go and support the people that we have on the show the fact that you did that judy that's awesome we love that And we always try to share that with our 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 guests afterwards and we're like hey check it out look what these people are saying they bought your book or they're gonna go see yeah. your show because the, they were on our show that shows the power of the loudcaster
3: yes judy that's awesome thanks yeah. that and, so, and craig's craig will appreciate that obviously as well
2: yeah and so feel free to tag them when you do things like that mm-hmm Cameron Holiday says, by the way, I really want to see the Paul Stanley hair salon in person. <laughs> but what was the sound by Zeus used for the derogatory oh, word no. that Carmine said about Vinny? Could not make out nope. what was said. So, Tom, you probably may not have heard the episode. So, I take a clip that's um, from a Little Big Town. They have a song and in the middle of the song. It, they say some word that they, and it comes out with a robot voice censorship. And I put that over what i said that carmine said so nobody yep. could hear it they weren't gonna yeah. hear it um if you want uh dm us and i'll tell you what he said russ tozer what an awesome episode teensy really enjoyed it little surprise but in a good way that from craig's stories paul can laugh at himself sometimes makes you wonder who's the real paul stanley he's hard one to work out certainly uh craig holds him in high regard exactly great point russ it's a great we had, point. We
3: had a few people say to us paul Sense of humor? What? The only thing I can attribute that to is that it's a private conversation. Yeah, it's a private, it. It, it's a private one-on-one sense of humor. It's not like a public forum yeah. sense of humor. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah,
2: yeah. Maurizio Salvitella. Sorry if I butchered that. Uh, Maurizio. Hey. <laughs> just purchased tickets for the Seattle show. Now love seeing that. We just said it. Yeah, that's great. Over on our Instagram page. Wetzel Keith. Keith Wetzel. Guys, I just finished this episode and it is hands down my favorite episode and interview. I've wow. listened to every episode of yours, and the story told on this one are absolute best. Thank you. Wow, great uh Keith. Much appreciated, buddy. Thank I love you. that. Uh Amber Pickering Art. Just listening in, loving it so far. All right, let's go to YouTube. Patrick, 2420, this was my favorite guest that you've had on the show by far. Wow. Great stories, back and forth, banter between the three of you. I woke my wife up with laughing so hard, I shook the entire bed. She was pissed.
3: Uh Uh-oh. We're not responsible for this.
2: Yeah. It was Craig Gass told his announcement on the Kiss Cruise story. Holy shit, that was funny. Great episode. Also, the ending ending was awesome thanks dude yeah that's uh ravishing rick rude from the 80s the great wrestler i used to love yep. his promos where he could come out and insult everybody in the
3: crowd loved it
2: yeah all right right, it's been a while since we read one of his comments montreal 3944 who i think is montreal voots costa
1: yep.
2: week in week out your show continues to be the breath of fresh air and laughter that we all need in these times of depressing news. This episode had me eagerly waiting for Craig to tell us another kiss story that none of us would ever have heard about without the U2 and SIOL. With the number of amazing guests that you've interviewed continuing to climb, have you guys thought about jotting down some notes and summaries of different episodes so that you can accumulate the reference material for when you decide to write a book about Shout It Out Loudcast? Ah, You can host a book-launching weekend party at a first-ever Shout It Out Loudcast gathering of Kiss Tards. Time and place to be determined. Take care, gents. Hmm.
3: Interesting. Yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, Bonus. And this episode is exactly the reason why we love this show. It's geeks talking about the band and enjoying each other's stories. Fuck. What a funny dude. We'll definitely go and see him while in New York City for Kiss. We are, too. We're talking about going on Thursday night for all those who are planning on being there.
3: Yep. We'll get get into more details as as that weekend approaches about what we're going to do, where we're going to be, and all that stuff. So, yeah, it'll be a good time.
2: Our buddy Keith Wetzel again commented. He said he listened three times already.
3: Wow. Jesus. Wow.
2: About the funk says, Craig is so freaking hilarious. I spit out. My mellow yellow.
3: <laughs> I love it. Love it.
2: Chris Flood, 9205. Chris is a, a very loyal listener to us. And he's, uh, yes. And I like that. Hey guys, as a kid, I used to look forward to Saturday morning cartoons. Now, as an adult, Saturday morning is for Tom and Zeus. As oh. always, great interview. Some other Kiss podcasts sometimes take me a week to listen to, or I just abandon them. Well, we hope you'll never abandon us, Chris, and we love having you.
3: That's amazing. Love that.
2: Evil Eye 47, he says, stop putting Ace down, guys, nonstop. <laughs> then you might want to hang up because it's coming.
3: Stop listening now.
2: Yeah. We're not putting him down. We're having some fun. You don't put fucking him. like it. He,
3: put, he puts himself down every time he gets on fucking stage and she tries to play Rip It Out.
2: <laughs> there's plenty of little footy pajama kiss fucking podcasts out there you can listen to and that'll be like oh wasn't that just wonderful it wasn't <laughs> yeah Marty White I was shocked to hear Paul Stanley has a sense of humor about himself I actually thought the last time he had a good time wasn't kiss exposed <laughs> that's,
1: <laughs> that's kind of funny what,
2: that's what I got Tom
3: over to you all uh, Let's get through a couple emails here. We got a fantastic, long, nice email from Matthew Luke Bedow. Forgive me if I'm mispronouncing that. Uh Great email. It's really long. Want to appreciate that. Uh, I'll just read one of the ending sections. He says, man, I cannot thank you guys enough. Love your work and your skills, even though you're both incredibly wrong about New York Groove. Although I think Zeus likes New York. Yeah, groove. I do like it. That yeah, it sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys are so honest and full on in your opinions. It's a breath of fresh air. Not blind. Kiss can do no wrong. Fanatics. Shout out Loudcast is now a must, a staple. Even my wife has begrudgingly started to listen. Probably the Boston accents. Never stop. Love you, brothers. Thank you with love. Matthew Bedow. Matthew, fucking love that dude. That, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Appreciate it.
2: Yeah, and thank you, Mrs. Bedow.
3: Yeah, Bedow. absolutely. Is,
2: is it Bala put that cook put that
3: cookie bedown
2: <laughs> It is so fucking stupid. stupid. Exactly. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> put that cookie bedown.
3: <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know. <laughs> We got another one here from our good friend, Rudy Doth. I've been thinking about this since Kiss announced the last shows in New York City. What are they going to do that's special anything? Here's my prediction. Peter sings Beth. No makeup. That's all. Here's why. There's no big beef right now between Gene and Paul. He's in a good place in his life. He's happy and enjoying life, and he doesn't have a shitty attitude like Ace. And he lives in New Jersey. Easy for him to get there. Just my two cents. Love you, fellas. Rudy, it's a compelling argument. Love it! But I love if but that's it, true. Yeah, yeah, but it ain't gonna. But it ain't gonna happen.
2: I hope but it's I, true, and I love your comments, Rudy. You're always fucking. Yeah. You're always making sense when you talk, Rudy. Love you.
3: Always, yes. And we'll finish up emails here uh, with one from our buddy Nicola Cassieri, oh. also also known as Nick, who sends us a fantastic photo of him wearing a beautiful shout it out Loudcast shirt. And I gotta say it, Nick. Thank you for embracing your baldness like I do. It looks beautiful on you, and you should wear that proudly as you do. Uh, he sends us a nice long email here about the Kiss Cancer Goodbye event, which everybody's been pummeling oh. loudcasters with videos. We'll get into Tom, that. He yeah. also
2: did a recap of night one and night two on our loudcasters page. Yes. Which was fucking,
3: fucking awesome. Yep. Thank you. It was great. It was great. Um. So he talks about uh, how great that weekend was, uh, the event. Glad you were there. Um and then just to sum it up he has some really really kind and thoughtful words uh to me uh, about everything that happened last year with my family and he not only has some kind words to say about me but he also has some kind words to say about the loudcasters in general as a community and obviously the show and Zeus and how we've become a family and he's glad to be part of the family and Nick we can't be happier that you're part of the family too he says i look forward to more and more episodes Hope to meet you and Zeus in person somewhere down the road. Uh, so, Nick, but that's just a, a summary of your wonderful email. And we appreciate those kind words, especially uh, the, your little uh, specific comments towards me and my family. So that that's much much appreciated. But um, enough with the serious business. We're gonna finish up comments with Zeus, and then we're gonna have some fun. Nick,
2: in his comment and the other ones, easily would have been comment of the week any other week.
3: Easily, yes. Awesome, but because, but because this is showed in a loudcast We have to give the comment of the week to something That is truly A loudcaster moment So <laughs> It's fucking so stupid
2: John Whiteman Has become the L.P. Storlino Of 2023 Exactly yeah His fucking comments and memes or Are tasty Are done right they're not overdone. He's not doing 50 of them a, a fucking day. He walks the line
3: perfectly.
2: Yes. Yes. So he put that Vinnie, that photo up of Vinnie Vincent with the guitar in the bathroom with his the toilet. So there is an original clip of that. And it's normal. <laughs> Without saying anything, he put a fucking log the size of a baby's fucking body in, in the toilet.
3: But the best part of it was that his comment doesn't reference that. He lets people discover it on their own. That's the brilliance of it, exactly. And then people are like, "What is that?" A PC? Okay, so well, as of now, when I, when I first saw, hold on, when I first saw, it, I see his come. He's like, "Oh, I, I, an <laughs> uh, early picture of Vinny, you know, young and when he was hungry." I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." I'm like. What the fuck?
2: <laughs> I just thought it was paper towels thrown in there. And then I'm like, what? <laughs> but anyway, the great part about this, Tom, is it has 2.3 likes already. But 2.3,000 2, 2, 2.3, likes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2.3 thousand likes. But more
3: importantly, it has 3.2 thousand comments on it. That has never... That is... This is this might be one of the proudest loudcasters moments. The most interactive post ever has um, to do with Vinnie Vincent's shit. <laughs> so yes, the po- the
2: fo- it's photoshopped. It's not real. <laughs> yes, and it's got three point two thousand comments. That's
3: insane.
2: If you want to die laughing, go Read through them. the comments on that. It's fucking hilarious. And people if- are like, holy Christ, is that a log? <laughs>
3: Somebody, the comments be like, wait a minute, why didn't he flush? Like, just like people, like.
2: And then, like, they'll take song titles and change it around. (laughs) What was it that he did? Shit. that chicken.
3: It's just so ridiculous.
2: Anyways, a lot of other people took the post and shared it on social media. But they shared our Loudcasters post. A couple shared it and didn't credit us or John and just put it on their page and then actually put a, a photo of their stuff on that photo to try to claim that it's like, you know, their ownership if anybody else steals it. So they wanted to protect themselves from somebody stealing it, yet they stole it from
0: us.
3: Yep. Yep. Exactly. Why? Why would you do what it's just so obvious. Why would you yeah. even try to fuck around with a picture? Like put that? a little sticker of their little
2: pod on the on the yeah, side. Whatever. Like
3: whatever. It, it's no. just childish. Stop, it. Stop they,
2: it. They 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 should know better than doing stupid shit like that. Yeah. But anyways, John Wayne <laughs> for the lock in the toilet. You, my friend, are common of all time. Good answer. Good answer. I like thought the way you think.
3: I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> can't, seriously, I mean that's just spectacular, and everything we love about the Loudcasters. Tom, what we do next is we give a we give a shout out
2: to our Patreon family. Uh, Patreon is where people can uh, subscribe, help out the show, put a monetary contribution to us in four different tiers, all the way from cat man spaceman uh starchild and demon and they get different perks for whatever tier they sign up for so there's merch involved there's involvement in the show the uh album review crew pick is coming up next month there is t-shirts there's video chats coming up too all sorts of things so if you want to help the show you want us to continue to grow get awesome guests and people to come on and want to come on our show well your contribution helps so if you want to help us out, please sign up to Patreon. You'll get some perks involved, and more importantly, when you join, you become part of the Patreon family, which is another aspect of the Loudcast experience that is just above and beyond everyone else. As far as the Loudcaster family, come join the fun. You can join in on one of the higher tiers, the lower tiers, whatever tier fits your needs. But support the show, join our Pantheon family, and honestly, those that are there. Thank you for being a big help to the show.
3: Yeah, you guys are the best. The Patreon guys are amazing and the support that you give the show is incredible and we try to give back with a lot of fun things like you know like the ARC pick that's going to be coming up for the month of November that that has already been selected and of course being interactive with our flashback friday getting sneak peeks about what the episode will be on every Thursday. And uh, just your ability to create your own chat and start your own little forum on Patreon amongst that that group of people. um, And, you know, sometimes you give little sneak peeks, some, maybe some information that we wouldn't publicly give on Twitter or Facebook, and we share that with our patrons. So please check it out. Go to Patreon.com, download the app, or click on the link on our website.
2: Yep. Thank you very much. And, Tom, what we do next is we go... To KISS World We'll get to the last part Which will be the breaking news that just happened Nerd alert But other than that I believe KISS is starting The last concerts Of all time from their tour Is starting I believe now
3: That's right So by the time this episode drops uh, They will already have a few shows In the tank So Thursday October 19th is Cincinnati Friday the 20th is Detroit Um, and then they take Saturday off and then they go to Cleveland, Nashville. So the train is rolling. Uh, there's not much time left for Kiss's concert. So it's going to be pretty exciting. And, you know, I think everybody's waiting to see if in fact it will be Paul's son is the opening act. That's the rumor. Uh, people say it's confirmed. We'll see that's that show is tomorrow night. I think people are anxious to see if there's any changes to the set list. We've heard, We've heard from some sources that there may be changes to the stage.
2: Yes. Who, who knows
3: heard. that we've heard that we don't know. So all that will come to bearing, uh, you know, tomorrow or in the next few days, we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah. In addition to that, uh, kiss cancer, goodbye, just finished up. I heard yeah.
3: it was a success.
2: I hope they raised a lot of money. We had some good friends over there, uh, participating. It was great to see, uh, Joey dude well, uh, performing, uh, most of the sto- shows that I saw Tom online looked great, sounded great, mm-hmm. and then there was our friend who put a video <laughs> put a video out. Hey, everybody, this is Ice Fraley. Come see me perform at the Arlington Bowling room in the high near the high school. I'll be performing there with the, the local Arlington High School uh, Glee Club. And also, in addition to that, uh, if if you want, you can catch me. I'll be here doing a performance over in uh new hampshire since my buddy tom just got a new shed and uh i signed a new lease with them over there i put a security deposit of a a box of cassettes that i have uh, i got from my girlfriend rachel i told him it's worth a couple thousand dollars one of them has uh some stuff that i was noodling with pepe castro i think one of the songs turned out to be the demo for gangas khan so uh you know tom i think uh in lieu of those cassettes i should have a A free month, uh, a rental space there for you. What do you think?
3: Uh, you know, Ace, you're welcome to it, you know, and, and, he, and he did. He did drop me a line, too. He said, uh, Tom, I'm real happy about the loft that you put on there. It's going to give me some space for my old Les Paul. Uh, it's going to allow maybe if Rachel wants to stay over. She was asking. She's you know been sleeping under a bridge. She figured maybe the loft would be a nice place. She could keep some extra cashews and some snacks. You know, sometimes when I roll over in the middle of the night when I'm not trying not to shit myself, I grab some Cheetos and, you know, lick the cheese off my fingers. It's a pretty good time. Thanks for the shed. Just for the record,
2: Tom, I just want to find out since you pick up Scouts mess in the backyard. Uh, do you mind if I, I drop a couple of deuces back there too? I, sometimes I can't make it to the toilet, so if, if you got a, an extra extra glove in a bag, uh, sorry, the last one I dropped was a little bit sloppy. I had a sloppy Joe with a couple with a couple of cashews still stuck in the turd. You can tell those ones are mine and not scouts.
3: (laughs) You know, all I'm thinking of right now is poor Martin (laughs) Like, Like, you've got like one of the world's greatest rock authors. And we're going to sandwich a fantastic interview with this. I love it because most of the
2: pitches that I make to people to come on the show, hey, uh, you know, we want you to come on the number one rated kiss show where we, you know, we'll talk about kissing that in between talking about
3: fucking ace shit. No, he's sleeping in Tom's shed with his drunken bridge dwelling ex-girlfriend up in the loft. Selling a box full of cassettes with
2: demos with Pepe Castro. You know, to make a couple bucks. I, I could use it for the security deposit. <laughs> but anyways, in the meantime, Tom, his is getting their tour ready. Ace is gonna go back on tour again. Uh Peter's doing an appearance at Atlanta some horror thing convention. I uh, I believe uh uh, Bruce is back on the road with Grand Funk. You know, all's well in the Kiss world. We're all They're all still out there live. Go catch them, as many of them as you can and uh, have some fun with it, man. It's going to be over soon so go out there and enjoy it but unfortunately, Tom, we got to turn everything back to fucking the Kiss cards ruining everything.
3: Yeah, yeah. so uh, on this day again, it's Wednesday, October 18th uh, the news broke on BraveWords.com uh courthouse news service reporting that KISS members Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley uh are filing a suit against Kurt Gooch. Um, pretty much over the Sam Loomis videos. Again, I know it's it's nice drama, it's tabloid shit. It's fun to poke fun and, and make fun, but at the end of the day, who gives a flying fuck? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who wins or who loses. The videos were out there, people saw of them. And I and you know I I don't know enough about any of this shit. I mean I know some people said, you know the venues own the video. You know like Winterland. You know like the Winterland, the ballroom. They owned the video because they it was taken on their video production team. I don't know. Not not that I'm not saying that Winterland was part of the same Loomis thing, but I, I don't know who owns this shit. Obviously, Kiss must own it if they're the ones suing for it, because in, in, the, in the you can read the full complaint on BraveWords.com. There's a link to read the entire thing. And Kiss is pretty much saying that it's copyright infringement, that they never gave permission. They never authorized Kirk Gooch to to do this. So it's either bootlegs. He stole it or whatever. I, I, that's 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 the report.
2: So I will put on my attorney hat here and try to. Make this as layperson eligible as possible, real quick. Please uh, do. It's in uh US District Court, California. Uh what's interesting, a couple things I'll pick out. You know, the the plaintiffs is KISS Catalog, uh, Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, KISS Catalog, and section five is the successor in interest in and to the interest that former KISS band members Paul Ace Fraley. Hey, just call me Ball Ace Bradley. (laughs) What are you suing me for? I didn't even do anything. (laughs) I got a pot to piss in. I'm living in a shed in New Hampshire. (laughs) And and Peter Chris had, in the film concert footage, that is issue in this dispute. Accordingly, Kiss Catalog, Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, collectively, own the rights at issue in this lawsuit. In other words, they're saying, Kiss uh, Catalog is one of the plaintiffs. It used to have Paul ace fraley and peter chris as part owners it does not so um but i own the rights to and i just lace it to kiss oh sure you do (laughs) i own the rights to acrobat (laughs) i own the rights to the demo to genghis khan give it to you for a box of cashews in a mellow yellow (laughs) uh anyways so that part I always found interesting. The defendant is Kurt Gooch and his company, which is known as Applause Licensing LLC. Yep. Um, so they, they're looking for declaratory relief, uh, which basically they just want to be able to say that uh, they claim that the guys, basically Gooch and that company, claim to be owners of the copyright stuff, and they're not. It's Kiss's stuff. And then they list the items, uh A through H, which is stuff like uh, Sunshine Inn and Asbury Park, uh Kiss performing Beacon Theater in Manhattan, 1975, Dress to Kill Tour, eight millimeters, all this shit all the way down to nineteen seventy-seven. Uh, and then they make mention that defendants don't own the rights to this stuff. Um, and they have percent pers- um, possession and control of other additional kiss footage which the defendants wrongfully claimed to be their own in copyrights. So all those times that Gooch would strike everybody down, putting shit up and saying he's the owner, Kiss is coming out saying, yeah, they're, they they didn't even add these to this actual lawsuit, but they're saying that they have more stuff that mm-hmm. Gooch is saying that, oh, these are mine and everybody take this down. And Kiss is saying, no, they're not yours. They mm-hmm. didn't list them here, but they're saying there's more shit. Um, and, they have. They want to say that the defendant has no interest in the copyrights to the footage at issue and would be guilty of copyright infringement to the extent defendants attempted to license or exploit that footage. <clears throat> Sell it to fucking 15 people and tell each one of them, hey, you're the only one buying this. Shit like that. Um, and for the declaratory judgment, the plaintiffs and not the defendants own the copyright to the film to record concert footage at issues. And the defendants don't. like They want to make that publicly known. And they're suing to get that on the record and for the cost of the lawsuit and for their attorney fees. So it's not so much damages, which I don't see the damages listed there. They're looking for them to stop and say, I'm the owner. You can't keep doing this stuff. Plus, you're going to pay for me to have to go to court to, to protect my rights. Why the fuck do I have to? hire an attorney and waste my time to do this you're gonna pay for that shit and that's what this is about now we're reading that stuff out i'm telling you kiss could have been a lot more vicious than they are here i just think now that their time is running down they're probably thinking hey shit we gotta get our act together about putting more kiss footage well, out <clears throat> once we're done so they're are thinking to clean yeah.
3: this shit up yeah, I was thinking of a couple things, the cleaning up. So obviously the the there's the, that story out there that KISS is trying to sell the brand. That they're they're trying to sell the KISS name. So this could be part of that. I mean the other thing I was thinking of okay. too is that the, the other thing I was thinking of too is that the timing of this could be could be uh, involved in the fact that next year is the 50th anniversary. And they might be working well, on putting yeah. a pa- putting a package together, whether it's a box set or a a video, a DVD package or something, and they want to get this shit squared away so that great it, analysis it, so so that it doesn't it doesn't kind of sully any kind of marketing or or advertising or sales that they may do. So yep, that's recall. my theory. I have I have nothing to go. That's just I'm, I'm looking at it from a marketing perspective, not just a legal perspective.
2: Now, um. Your little source there has made some yep. comments, and they're his comments to you. They're yeah. not ours saying they're accurate. They're comments that uh, Roy's been messaging you about. Anything of interest you want to just share? You don't have to put everything out there, but is there anything yeah, that, that he's saying? Yeah, besides, there's a lot of. Besides, excuse me, by besides saying that he'll go to his grave saying he the person that he's accused that is Sam Loomis is Sam Loomis, and that yeah. that's something he's adamant about.
3: Yeah, he's saying um, one, a couple things Roy says. He says, the way that the paperwork reads, there's no proof to any of their claims and not even the claims from Gene and Paul. They don't know what footage that they're talking about. They clearly state it in the paperwork. They literally go on to tell a judge that we believe they have more footage in their possession, which means they have not even done their due diligence and are making false claims just like their fanboys did. Well, um, Tom,
2: that's the point that I'm making. Yeah. So if they get the declaratory judgment on those saying, yep, you did take this the during this trial, they could say, in, in addition, the judge and the legal proceeding, they could be like, well, what else do you have? And make Kurt do all the work and be like, well, I've got this, this, and this, and that. And if he doesn't say that he has these things, and then later on these things come out, it could be seen that he lied under oath because he didn't mention it when he was asked, what else do you have? Do
3: you follow? I do. Yeah, I do. I do. Um. Then there's there's a couple other things too here that he, he respectfully asks that we kind of don't talk about it like out on the show right now. You know, so <laughs> and, and, we just did. <laughs> no, 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 not that. No, 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 not 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 what we just said. He continues because we we were messaging all afternoon. Because then he tells me he tells me that he just got off the phone with Kurt that he sp- he spoke in detail with Kurt about this and that Kurt has some information about you know a potential countersuit against Kiss things like that. So I I don't want to, I don't want to get into too much of that in terms of Roy requesting us to not kind of talk about this. You know, maybe Roy will have a a moment where he can kind of say what he wants, whatever, but um, yeah. Interesting. Um, Very well, that's a lot of news in a
2: short period of time. Yeah. So uh, Tom, let's take a quick break. Uh, I've got to help Ace tell the movers where, where to unpack his shit and see if they can uh, get everything into the shed and hopefully wrapped up in a couple hours before it starts to rain out there.
1: Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them.
3: All right, we're back. Uh Ace was just having a problem because he was asking if I could move the uh the leaf blower and the weed whacker because he needed a place to hang up his uh coat and his left paw. He you know, I really appreciate the fact you got some nice power tools here, but they're really getting in the way. I'm like Ace, it's a shed. What do you want me to do, buddy? I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> so he's he's trying. I'm, I'm trying to help him.
2: All right, how about if I just give you the security pause in first month's rent? We 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 let go of the last month's rent. We can bypass that part because uh <laughs> Frankly, to be honest with you, last week's show didn't do too well. <laughs> yeah,
3: and if I unless I sell more colored swirl variants of spaceman, it's not going to really help me.
2: This single for "Change the World" flopped. I need to get a new. I need to make a couple bucks on the next one. Hopefully, it'll do better. Oh, <laughs> Tom, we have the great Martin Popoff back. Uh wow, the wealth of knowledge that man possesses. Uh, I could pick his brain all day. He is amazing, and he has this new amazing book, Kiss at 50. We both just received it. We're going to talk to him about it, and uh, can't wait to get to that.
3: Yeah, I love when we have Martin on. I love to nerd out about music. He is so knowledgeable about so many bands in this genre, and we just have a blast. And to get into the weeds with Kiss and this book, it was just really exciting for us. So we're excited for you guys to hear it. Without further ado, Martin Popoff, Kiss at 50. Returning to Shout It Out Loudcast, one of the, if not the greatest rock journalists out there. You've read all of his books on every band except the book on Kiss, which is brand new. Kiss at 50. The great Martin Popoff joins us again. Martin, welcome to the show. Yeah. Well, thanks very much. This is very cool. Thanks for having me again. Awesome. So we did have, we had you on before a couple of years ago when our show was kind of new and we talked to, be- we talked to you about, you know, rock and metal and all the books that you've done. And I remember as we kind of wrapped up that interview way back, mm-hmm. Zeus and I both said to you, Martin, you've written these amazing books on pretty much every legendary band. Why haven't you written a book on Kiss? And I remember your answer. It was something along the lines of you said something like, well, what else can be said about kiss? Mm -hmm. So I got to (laughs) ask
0: what changed. (laughs) Well, okay. So what changed? Pretty simple answer here. So, um, because quarto motor books has these different concepts right like i've done those album by album series books yes. where you know it was the only way i was ever going to write a book on pink floyd although now i've done two so that's another that's another story <laughs> you know why why there's two uh so so uh AC, DC, queen so there's a lot of these bands that i i didn't have like a ton of um a ton of interview material on of my own. I mean, to me, that's the anchor. That's the start of these things, right? So, so we did the album by album series. They had the illustrated biography series where it's like, no, no, all, all we want you to do is like 36, 40,000 words. And then, and then we'll do an amazing job around pictures and stuff. So they also had this um, well, okay. So this is why I recently just had a who quadrophenia book come out in the pig Floyd dark side of the moon. It's like, we want you to write a book on one album. Right. Um, So so, again, they weren't particularly interview intensive. It's like, go away and do all this research and stuff. So they also have this other concept. So it wasn't my concept. It was like they've got this at 50 or at 75 concept. There's been an Alice Cooper. I think there's been an Elton John. There's been an Aussie. I wrote Bowie at 75. I wrote ACDC at 50. I've got Van Halen at 50 coming out next year. But nice you know, they, they said, you want to do one on kiss kiss at 50. Right. So, you know, the whole idea was basically come up with the funnest part of the whole job was, was the at 50 concept part, like coming up with, okay, we need you to come up with 50 career milestones, not 49, not 51, exactly 50. Uh, and you know, you're going to get X number of words to, to say your piece on these, on these milestones. So it's almost like a, a, a writing challenge, uh, of sorts. Right. And, and a couple of sidebars. So that's cool. So I, so I figured out ways to use the kiss interviews I did have, uh, throughout the years. Right. Um, so, so that's in there as well, but yeah. So, so the idea was the, these are not books that are, we're not asking you to write the greatest biography on kiss. So much of that has been done by other people, by Kiss themselves, by the Kiss members, one by one, knocking them off, right? Um, And then there's been an amazing, like, deep scholarly Kiss books as well. So that was the concept. And I knew the other great thing about this publisher is they're going to do a beautiful job of layout. And Dennis Pernu, my editor over there, he's a great music guy himself. He's going to do a good job of making sure that the pictures look pretty, pretty darn, darn fresh. I mean, people have told me, you know, Deep Kiss fans saying I've never seen that one, that one, that one, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, and and so, yeah, I, all of that was going to get taken care of. It's a beautiful hard cover. Uh, it's through a big us publisher with good distribution like what what's not to like about that right um so that so that was the one you know it's it's these concepts that come from the outside that allow me to do these books on bands i never would have gotten to do
2: yeah for me i can't tell you how blown away i was when i got this yeah i've seen i have your zeppelin book which is the kind of book that you described This is Mm -hmm. Houses of the Holy. Okay, great. We go to presents next. And you break those down. That's great. I've seen others where they're kind of, I don't know if they're self-publicized, where they're small, like in their paperback and things like that. Yep. I figured it was going to be something like that. I -hmm. got this, opened it up. I just got to say, visually, for all you Kiss nerds out there, visually, I'm not sure I know of any other Kiss book as as cool-looking, feeling, and... Just fun to browse through in as organized as this. It's yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. You, I, me, and Tom were both like, Did, "Have you seen this yet?" We were blown away, t- Martin. Blown away. Yeah,
3: yeah. And it's funny, Martin. Yeah, Zeus and I have been talking about it since we each received it, and we've we have every Kiss book ever made. You know the biographies, the coffee table books, the the you know some of the other deep dive books and. You know, at this point, you know, we've been doing the show for years, you know, a couple of years. It, it sometimes it takes a lot to like impress us with new Kiss material, but I can tell you, and our listeners know, we're not just saying this because you're a fellow Pantheon friend and a and a and a, and a uh, you know a guest. This right here is like potentially the crown jewel of my Kiss collection. I mean, it is is it is spectacularly organized. It's a nice big hardcover coffee table, and like you said, the concept I think is what's really attractive to Mm -hmm. people like Zeus and I that have short attention spans. (laughs) Exactly. It's, it's it's not a, it's not a book that you have to read. You can be like, okay, I'm going to stop at the Mike Douglas interview. Okay. Oh, you know what? I'm going to stop
0: at the section where they were on Phantom of the park. And I think that's what really adds to it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You know, and come to think of it, I guess you're right. I mean, a lot of books. So, so there are the books that have lots and lots of words in them. And those are actually the ones uh, if they're coming from the band, they're, they're not going to be like coffee table books, right? So, yeah, exactly. so there's that. And those are the ones through the big publishers. And then there's other ones that are on medium sized publishers or self published and stuff. So yeah, this is, I suppose going to look good. I mean, that's, that's kind of the good thing about it. Um, you know, and the other thing that, that if I'm to stick up for this book, because the whole time I'm writing it, I'm thinking, all the deep kiss fans are, are going to not be that impressed by this thing because it is, it is pretty surface. It's not tons and tons of words and stuff, but what, what also it allowed me to do is make sure that I crammed in as much good writing because everything was a challenge word count wise. Like every, for every topic, I had three, four times as much as I, as I, I needed. And, and I spent most of the time trying to polish it down to like, get it into the space, like cram it in. Yeah. Um, so. So I think I think the writing's dense enough that it's it's interesting sentence to sentence, um, and I think also. Um you know, there's no no constraints put on me in terms of like, well, you got to write this for a general audience or something. I'm I'm still thinking it's a it's a deep Kiss fan that I'm writing for, right? So oh, I my opinions yeah. are in there, and some of those are contrarian, and I'll complain. I won't pull punches. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I complain about, just like all of us angry Kiss fans, right? Um, <laughs> yes. so I'm in there doing that at the same time. So so I guess the writing for what it is is there, but it's not it's not the book on every solo album, you know, big thick book or anything like. Sure. Like that
3: right i think but you, yeah. I, I think what you just said is really interesting too for for people who either just got it or haven't gotten it or will get it is that it's not just you know fact based which it is there's a ton of you know if you read you read the section you know on when they took the makeup off or whatever but i really like your strong opinions zeus and i are obviously very strongly opinionated about everything but especially kiss so mm-hmm. hearing you talk about these you know historical. Mile posts, and then throwing in your opinions about what you think. I, I think that just really adds, you know, a little bit more to it than just like an, an encyclopedic type of of kiss book.
0: Yeah, and you know, th- thank you for that. And and you know, also, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I'm con- I I I feel like I contextualize a lot of things too properly because i was there right i was i was there with the first album as a new release and then i was just with the band for the rest of history until now right so um so you know as as each of these milestones come up it's like i'm thinking well i I was kind of there right except for anything pre-1973 say right you know in in in, in new you know in new york city in 1972 or 71 or whatever i wasn't there for that but i was there for like the release of the debut forward kind of thing, right right
2: yeah. yeah, uh you have a little, a couple, all the little things like s- some stuff at the end, studio albums. This little gatefold, I love, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I get it's like almost like a nod yeah. to like the alive it, in live two gatefold oh, yeah. stuff. I love it. That's true. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> and. and, well, that- and Go ahead, Tom.
3: Yeah. No, I was just gonna like, say, like, like Martin, you know that Kiss is a visual band and and the KISS fans want visuals. And there is that's what I'm saying. The, the the organization and the arrangement of the book and the and the photos, it's just and I got I got a really big chuckle out of this part of the book. And you know, I, I won't spoil too much of it because it's actually something that you referenced briefly on your first appearance with us years back. I think we might have been talking about, you know, favorite kiss memory or something and you referenced it I, in this book a little bit about how you were at a party or yes. a school dance and you know you pulled out a kiss. That, that was in our basement. My my parent my yeah, house's that, basement. That yeah. was it. and I remember you telling us that story your first <laughs> appearance and, and I loved how it was it made it into the book and yeah. it was and just chuckling at that whole story about how you know you were at a party and you put on a kiss record and all of a sudden you turn around, all the girls are gone and it's all the guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To kiss.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that that was the story. I won't recount it again, but yeah, uh, yeah, just yeah. just to just to polish it a little there. Yeah. A buddy Bobby Davidson ro- roared through the room holding kiss alive uh, <laughs> and, and then it turned into a big party and all the girls went home. Yeah. The other funny thing I noticed that I was just looking through it, and it's like going, Oh, well, people are getting so, so there's that picture of me with the band in the introduction, right? Yes. And I've got sunglasses on. I'm thinking people are going to think I went to this, some idiot went to this party with his sunglasses on. Mm And of course, that's the famous thing where Gene takes off his sunglasses and puts them on someone, right? Yeah. So that was Gene putting his sunglasses on me. It's not me, you know, wearing (laughs) sunglasses uh, going out and coming to the party in that, in that. So I thought that was kind of funny, but. Yeah, yeah,
2: this is a great photo of you guys. I'm surprised he didn't make you take off your thin Lizzie shirt though.
0: I yeah. know. I was I was just I was <laughs> just true. thinking about that, right? It's um, true. But no, they were all very, very nice and respectful. Nobody mentioned it, so
2: have you had any feedback from the the KISS, you know, group? No.
0: No, uh, I, I don't that, expect I will, yeah. you know. Yeah yeah but that's that's fine I mean but again you know it's almost i again it it's I don't expect any feedback because it's not not all that super interesting to them um or or like I say, if you're a super deep kiss fan, I mean I could see getting some complaints as i like, eh, you know whatever it's just just something sort of surface or general or corporate or something like that but uh but yeah i I think it's i think it's more um it's more the concept and the product. And like you guys say, I, I never really thought of it that way, but that makes me feel better about it. The idea that I guess if you can compare it to all the Kiss books out there, it is a big publisher doing a really good job that's external and yeah. uh, and doing this nice job with this. And uh, and it's the first time I've ever done a Kiss book, too. So, yeah. Yeah. One, th- one thing we noticed, and this is because,
3: you know, and I, I know everybody else noticed it, too. Mm hmm. I have to ask, and, and, you know, I don't know if this is inside baseball publishing, licensing or whatever. So you open up the book and you have these, you know, 200 pages of incredible photos. Right. Why didn't why doesn't the the book cover have the Kiss logo? Why is there kind of like like a like a like a stylized version of the kiss logo. Is that a, is that because I obviously that's a logo licensing issue. Is that what it came down to? Is that a publisher's choice or how, to, how did that come about?
0: Right. I, I don't think there was ever. A, so let's look at the photos. First of all, the way photos works is, is the photographer who takes a picture of any band owns the rights to those photos. So, so okay. Dennis, my, my great photo editor and editor over there. And like I say, music guy, who I've worked with on all these books over the years, he goes to the proper places in the agencies and gets all the photos and stuff, right? Memorabilia is memorabilia. But yeah, I don't think it was ever, uh, you know, in their, in their thoughts that they would actually use the kiss logo without asking kiss. So, so just like any external product, uh, I suppose, uh, you, you know, you're not, so they have to figure out, uh, you know, an interesting way to to write Kiss, and and you always think, oh, it's going to look lousy or whatever. But I, I think they came up with something pretty good.
3: Oh, it's awesome. So, oh no, it's it's yeah. it's it's really cool. But but again, Kiss nerds are going to be like, oh, it's a great book. Why doesn't he, why how come
0: the logo is not there? I think they, I think they all know that. I think they all yeah. or or suspect why, right? Of course, you know, yeah. That, that probably you know it's it's like the publisher and their legal team are not even really thinking to try use the Kiss yeah. logo. They're just thinking probably we can't. So right. we're going to do this, right? Okay. Yeah. got Makes sense. Yeah. Makes yeah, sense. Because
2: Gene is going to say to you, no problem. That's $300,000. <laughs> put it on your book.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Everything yeah.
2: comes down to that, yeah. unfortunately, with them. But yeah. anything while researching this that really kind of stood out to you or kind of like changed your philosophy about the band or an album or a, a, a part of their history, anything that kind of, I don't know, you're like, you know what? My second thought this this might been better i actually like this
0: more yeah you know something did come to mind uh and it's it's almost like um i like hot in the shade a heck of a lot more than Ah, i did in (laughs) the the old days right we we love that album yeah it's like it's because because i had to go through them in order and and you know when you're writing a book like this you want to keep moving so kisses on your mind all the time right and you yep. and you're remembering your so so it's like i'm i'm writing that probably a day or two after i just wrote about crazy nights right yep. which i didn't didn't like anymore but the 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 neat thing was noticing that contrast for the, for the first time really like playing them in succession and seeing what the difference is and and you really see them You really see them on their way to revenge in terms of like, we got to get better at this. We got to offer more value. We got to, we got to raise our game in the writing. Um, you know, people are getting tired of this kind of music. We, we just got to do a better job of it. Right. So I, so I think as you see them moving to that album, they're just, uh, they're just saying we, we, we got to give everybody a little bit more. And I think they do that. And then I think they do it again on revenge.
3: Yeah, yeah. When you when you were putting, so it's kiss at fifty. So you know, fifty milestones, fifty you know events of the career. Did you find yourself struggling to kind of keep everything even across their career and not make everything from like seventy four to seventy nine? And you know, obviously the eighties had a lot, but even even the past you know twenty years, there's some things have happened but did you did was that a yeah. struggle for you to kind of not front load a lot of those moments or did you did, did you not even matter did you just go with it and and did you have anybody any other kiss friends or editors or anybody that kind of helped you put this this list of 50 things together
0: yeah so so interestingly what happens with Dennis sometimes and I don't know if we did that with this one but I will usually come up with 50 um and present them to him, and he might want to switch out one or two, or okay. I don't think he's ever gotten to three, but the funny thing is he will he will think visually going, I can't get a picture of that or or what's going to be an interesting picture of that. Right. So so what he found hardest to do for these books was when I when I go like, um, OK, so Kiss plays the Super Bowl or Kiss goes on Mike Douglas or Kiss goes on Dinosaur or something. Right. Um, and, and it's like, oh, boy, I don't know if I can even get my one picture I need for that. Right. So no. so I believe with this one, there was one TV thing that i wanted to include that he that he swap he made me swap out it might have been for this um that, that there was something like that but other than that no nobody nobody was really pushing uh uh on that um you know on what my 50 were but i just opened it to the contents page this is something that, that is neat that we've done for all of these books so so um he had me break it into parts and so it looks like i've d I've done five parts here right so i called the first one kiss major which takes us through alive Two, so the major years kiss minor which uh is the solo albums through creatures of the night so this is basically yeah. me saying kiss is kind of out of vogue right yeah and then we've got part three is mtv hair metal and kiss which sums up um you know we go from uh lick it up through to alive three so that's um you know this i i always love this idea of um of Kiss being one of the one of the most participatory and enthusiastic bands in the hair metal era, right? Of the seventies mm-hmm. bands, right? Yep. And then we've got Part Four Reunion, so that takes us from the first official worldwide Kiss convention through to Peter Kiss tours for the last time. So that's good. Um, and uh, and then Legacy, you know, I did this with the Bowie one as well. Bowie one was really cool because it was something like uh, uh, what was it? pop star something and then and then ended with uh, legacy or classic but but artist songwriter icon Uh, so part five becomes legacy so all of these bands kiss included i guess I guess you get to a certain stage in their in, in your career as a seventies band where you're looked at as a classic rock actor, as a retro act. Mm -hmm. And so, and so in part five, we go from a, what is it? Kiss honored at the first VH one rock honors. So there's a true legacy thing. uh, And then end of the end of the road world tour. So, so yeah, it's uh it's been broken up and we got, first seven, so the first one's a little long granted as you uh as you pointed out i guess it should be yeah um, definitely but then the, and then the other ones are all pretty much the same the same size kind of thing so it's nice yeah we broke it up into five career phases i guess if you will
3: yeah and i think one of the other and again just big inside kiss geeks that we are and i know everybody who buys this book is going to love it the creativity of each section being given a kiss song title yeah <laughs> right i i thought i thought that and, and i love it how you know you know the the, the last section section 50 end of the world end of the world rule to a hundred thousand years you know and then you have like some deep cuts like okay you know in part three of a section called trial by fire and then you know like it the songs don't necessarily match the era of what you're covering right. which i find really creative and really interesting yeah. was that something that you that, that was that part of this, quote, unquote, you know, assignment or was that just another layer of
0: creativity that you brought to this book? Funny story about that. So um, I think uh, so. The first one I did of these was probably the first one the company did of these. So it was the Bowie one. Right. OK. And uh, I just came up with that idea and Dennis loved it. Um, so I did that with the Bowie one and then it just became tradition that I would do it. And right now, I don't know off the top of my head, do either of you guys have Ozzy at 50 or Elton John at 50 or ACD or or, uh, Alice Cooper at 50?
3: I think I have the Elton John one. I think I have yeah. The so I don't I,
0: know if I, I, I don't know if Dennis Aussie. foisted yeah. upon. I don't know if Dennis foisted upon the other authors. You got to do this because Martin started it. <laughs> right, right, right. So I, I really wonder if uh, in the table of contents those guys do it. I because I don't have any of them. Right, right. So I'm right. not sure. But uh, but it's funny. So I started that and I love it. It's so fun to do. Right, of it's, course. It's yeah. great to go through the song tells, Oh, I'm going to match this one with that. And this one will be funny here because <laughs> yep. it makes a little joke. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was that. That was definitely a blast to do. It's it's not a it's not a task I hate doing. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> well, one of the one of the reasons I brought it up, kind of well,
3: first of all, to kind of give you kudos for because it, it's it's super creative. But early on, when Zeus and I started this show, we used to name our episodes after songs. Right, <laughs> and then eventually we got, and then eventually we got to the point where we're like, all right, we got to kind of transition away from this because sometimes the, people see the episode title, and they're going to think it's something else. But we yeah. did, we, we, we'd name an episode. Oh, we're going to call this one Hooligan, and it would be an episode about Peter Chris. You know, kind of yeah. like you, you have Hooligan here, and it's about Peter Chris. Like, yeah. so I thought that was just kind of like an interesting, you know, uh, creativity because there's so many song titles, and they all could mean so many things. I thought that was just a nice, a nice little fun yeah. layer there.
0: Have you guys ever done a show on uh, on what KISS song titles are used for other great heavy metal songs all over the place? Because there's probably a lot of them, right? Well, that sounds like an episode for your podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I've it. probably it's done one similar. to that. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that's yeah, I've a, done his- a lot of mon song titles. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's a history in five songs episode right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I
0: think we did that when we
2: were talking about uh, the song title coming home. Yes. Because, uh, I, I oh, mean, yeah. right off the top of my head, I'm like, oh, that's Scorpions. Uh, isn't Cinderella got that? Uh, it, uh that's Kiss. No, that's, uh, yeah. and there's a lot of songs like that similar in the Kiss dial, uh, catalog that you're right that can be heard on other albums. Just a little yeah. slight word or two that's missing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I think I remember seeing somewhere that, uh, I, or like I discovered this, I noticed this that on I think it's Ted Nugent's Scream Dream. There's like four songs there that are White Snake titles.
3: <laughs> oh, that's that makes <laughs> <Yeah>. sense.
0: <laughs> I think Y and T does has a lot of that. When, oh yeah, yeah. When we yeah. did Black yeah, you're Tiger, right. There's right? a there's a good episode there of some sort. We I yeah. think
2: we, we we did we reviewed Black Tiger, and I think we we're all like that's, all these songs are songs from other bands that that's I right. Recognize. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Familiar with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. but overall what is your lasting impression doing this on kiss kiss wrapping it up? Do you have a thought on their legacy now that, Hey, the, in a couple of months we'll be there. I don't know if you're going to make it to New York. We're going to be at that final show. Uh, any lasting right. thoughts that you have of hey, they're ending. This is my thoughts on kiss.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I obviously I think uh, as, as uh, all of us, kiss fans are angry people. Uh, you know, we, we all we all have been complaining for years for various reasons that they should have hung it up here or hung it up there or whatever, right? right. Um, and then they just keep going on and on, and then you know the tape, the the backing tape controversy and all that kind of stuff, right? Oh yeah, you
2: have so, no idea what we deal with as a Kiss yeah. podcast
0: hearing about all this shit. But I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I I, uh, I kind of wish there would have been another album in there uh, at some point again. Uh, to me, that's uh, always more important than the concert thing so i uh, i don't i don't have a lot of big sentimentality about that stuff on, on the live live thing i'm i'm starting to be that guy who really complains about uh you know not caring about live concerts <laughs> or tours or or things very much and and i definitely am like that i kind of wish they would have had a another album along the way Are i you think lot of, I, I think a lot of people want wish that too yeah yeah, yeah. i mean because but but you know they probably look around and see all the fans did was complain about monster and sonic boom. So why, why the heck should we make another yeah. album? We don't need that crap. Right. Exactly. So, uh, but I, I, I think they're both good albums. I uh, have no, no problem with them at all, but uh, yeah, it's, it's the thing I always wish with these bands because, you know, with a lot of studio help, There could be another. Well, there was another Ozzy Osbourne album, right? Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, all of these guys could do a beautiful job and we can hear those voices and they're going to sound great and they're not going to sound fake because you're in the studio. You're recording exactly when you want to. You're not tired. You're not worn out. You're not hungover, Right. All of that stuff, um, you know, Kiss Kiss could make five more albums uh, before they retire at this point. But, you know, we're not going to probably get any more albums, So, right. Yeah.
2: So what are your, what is your thoughts? First of all, I'll be specific on Kiss. Are you the type that gets into these, the Kiss Creatures of the Night box set, the Kiss Destroyer box set that came out and like dive into the demos and, oh, this mono track or this single edit version of this song. Do you get into box sets and the two box sets specifically? destroyer and creatures of the night do you have any
0: thoughts on those no yeah i i haven't been buying that kind of stuff i mean i kind of slowed down on the immersion box sets i mean i like them when they're you know i the pig, i i have the the wall and dark side of the moon and stuff and the who one was amazing mm-hmm. but no i'm not a big guy into those because i've just been won over by spotify and stuff and when all that stuff's on spotify really YouTube, i would rather just kind of listen to it there but uh yeah you know i've i've often thought um you know, maybe you guys can tell me if this has been done with kiss, but has there been any books on just the rare songs, like just a book, just analyzing all the rare songs. So I, you know, even my latest, uh, one of my favorite books that I've done was literally going through every song by the band, the damned, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, you know, I did the Zeppelin one. I did the clash one. Well, Which I is did awesome. one on The Damned too. And the damned is just a little trade paperback, but the words are as good as the Zeppelin one or the clash one. Right. And yeah. I went through every single B side and rarity that that band ever put out uh, along with all the studio. Albums. So I love doing stuff like that. Right. And I remember, I remember actually, I started compiling a list of all the great Aerosmith songs that aren't on, On albums right so yeah it'd be It'd be cool to do uh, something Where you analyze every single song And then the other thing that I could see Myself doing a book on kiss on is, uh, is something related to this album by album series that I did before and just get a panel of great experts like you guys and say, all right, you know, mm. Tom, I'm assigning you these three albums and Zeus, you got these three and we're going to talk for 20 minutes about it and I'm going to transcribe it and it's going to be, you know, an interview in a book, right? Um, so, so that's the kind of a kind of the cool thing, right? <laughs> um, where I could see, I could see doing an album by album with a panel of experts. Uh, on Kiss at some point, if uh, if the publisher wants one. So
2: yeah, it's funny because a while back, I, I believe it or not, I I love hard rock, I love metal, I love all this stuff. I never got into Black Sabbath other than the hits. And right. one of the things I did, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back and I'm going to start from the beginning, and I want to get into Black Sabbath. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I have Martin Popoff at my fingertips. I'm going to ask him because I went to go buy the first album. And there's like 15 versions of the first album. Oh, the English version or the American version. Oh, this one has the extra. So I'm like, hey, Martin, do you have any opinion? You're like, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I take it you're not into that kind of stuff. Like with yeah, the new yeah. release version with these extra songs or this or that. I, I just threw my hands up. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll move to another band.
0: And uh, I never <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. the other thing that's important about that is, is uh, it's that whole garbage in garbage out thing. It depends on what stereo you're playing stuff on too. It's like, it's, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm always blown away by, you know, talking to a knowledgeable music fan. And we, we both completely disagree on how to describe a production on a certain album. And I, I'm always like, like my yeah, jaws on the floor. Interesting. You think you think that drum sound is tinny, uh, and to me, it's like it's very fat and, and warm and bassy. And how how can two people have no have, have this difference on what that drum sound is like on that album, right? So yeah. so to, so when we get into the different versions of remasters and things like that, it's like ah, it's it's so irrelevant to me. <laughs> yeah. It's like well, it's kind of what yeah, you know. It's, you it's, got your bass set at five. Why not just <laughs> turn it up to eight? and you've, you've made your own remaster, right? <laughs> it's true. And it's
3: funny. He's kind of circling back to this and bringing it back to Kiss. One of the, you know, like you said about like a teeny drum sound, but I like it. It sounds warm and fat. It's the same thing when you talk to Kiss fans about the hotter than hell sound. Oh, I love it. It sounds so dark and gloomy. And I'm like, this sounds like shit. It sounds like it was recorded in a submarine. I can't listen to it. And some of these songs are really good, but I can't listen. If I'm listening, I have to listen to them on a live album and right. you know i mean that's just kind of like that that whole inside you know the like i said like that that discussion that kiss fans love to have about every little piece of minutia um but it but it is funny and the same thing people say oh i i like hot in the shade but the production's yep. terrible or you know i, I like Those i like
2: demos and the sound yeah, the, quality yeah, you can tell right, and-
3: right they're like un- unfinished demos i'm like i don't know all i know is silver spoons a freaking great song and that's all i care <laughs> about you know what i mean so
2: yeah yeah
1: <laughs>
3: That's fucking great. Yeah, the uh,
2: other thing, and I and I have Martin Popoff here, so I kind of want to pick your brain because you're one of the other few people I know that really likes Rainbow. Mm. Yeah. So do you mind if I ask you a, a, a question off sure. topic a little here? Absolutely, go ahead. Uh, so I know that the the funny thing is that you're contrarian about this stuff, and Down to Earth is your favorite Rainbow yeah. album. It yeah. is mine too. We've had cool. the great Graham Bonnet on our show before. Love him and his lovely gal. They're fucking awesome. Yep. I find that album just to be the 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 middle ground between the two, like the popish Joel Turner and the really kind of I don't know Dio-ish, You can call it uh, original first couple albums. Do you have yeah. have you ever ranked to these albums? And if you did, well, how would you rank the 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 uh rainbow
0: albums yeah i i probably have gone on shows and ranked these albums so i would go uh down to earth rising long live rock and roll bent out of shape um and then i would probably go straight between the eyes difficult to cure the debut um, and mm. that drives people crazy too cuz I cuz there's a lot of Rainbow fans that think the first album is the very best album they ever did right and I find it pretty wobbly I mean I I just it's it, the performances aren't great the production's not great it's got black sheep of the family on
2: ah, it. you don't like that song. that's my favorite <laughs> no. song on that whole album that's yeah. the whole reason that's there's the Rainbow.
0: Rainbow or whatever I know that, that's it's so that's bizarre the whole to me, reason but, uh... that they
2: did Rainbow is yeah. cuz he wanted that song and
0: that's But it, your... it also I you know and the whole down to earth it's like i i have to i i always shake my head that people people think that that album is popular than it is because they're they're immediately thinking of making love since you've been gone yeah and the and the verses of all night long right yeah the entire rest of the album is just as heavy as Long Live Rock and Roll because Long Live Rock and Roll's got L.A. connection. Yeah, it's got Rainbow Eyes. Um, you know, even a yeah, uh, couple other things. I mean, Long Live Rock and Roll's a little little sing songy and dancey. I mean, it's not that heavy an album. It's not right. you know, and you got like it's a Lost man on the Hollywood, Silver Mountain. It? It's a Man on Silver Mountain Part Two. I've always felt. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I mean. It's, the production's not great on that album either. You know, even my good friend Monty Connor uh, loves to complain about uh, Rising having three songs out of six that aren't so great, and he makes a good point. He he thinks "Do You Close Your Eyes," "Starstruck," and uh, "Run with the Wolf" are are a little substandard, right? And then Starstruck? he says, "Well, that's three out of six songs, so it's wow. why is Ra- Rising <laughs> one of the greatest metal albums of all time, right?" So he makes that point, but yeah, I don't think I don't think Down to Earth with like. Lost in Hollywood and Eyes of the World and Danger Zone—it's I mean, heavy, man. Yeah, it's you're right. The album. P-
3: people fi- think you're right. People hear since you've been gone, you're like, oh, that's that song. Well, that's when they try to sound like Boston, you know, because it sounds yeah. like more than a feeling. It's, and then, you, and then you, you and then you have. And then, but let's be serious. They they wrote those songs for that reason. But the rest of the album is you know kind of kind of dark and kind of gloomy and, and heavy and but yeah. i think great i think it was the issue that when we review that album on our sidecast was graham bonnet's voice is good but does it fit for me personally i prefer either dio Or Joe Lynn Turner, because those versions Mm. of Rainbow, they were all in on that style of music. To me, down to earth was like, we got one foot here, we got one foot here, and neither feet know what each other are doing. Not that it's a bad album, but I don't. By the way, I just love the fact that this is just devolved into a Rainbow conversation. Oh, I got
2: more. I got to go No, I know. It's great.
3: No, we love this. We love it. (laughs) Yeah. The other
2: thing I wanted to add is, though, by the way, have you heard the Tom bought me, uh, I think, for Christmas, the uh, Monsters of Rock Um, the rainbow concert that's Graham Bonnet doing Dio. Mm -hmm. That concert was incredible. And I thought he he hit those. He I thought he did a fantastic job on
0: those Dio songs. I really do. But I you know go ahead. Well, I I just you know, on on the subject of Graham, I mean, I think I think that album gets put down a little bit as well because they were trying to be a little more universal and you know, man-woman, relationship-y on the lyrics, I suppose. And if you're affected by the lyrics, you can think. It's a little poppier for that reason. But sorry, go ahead, Zeus. No, I, no, I was gonna say his look didn't
2: help either. Um, yeah. but well, that- he, well,
0: does he look like a cop from an episode <laughs> of Chips? Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I find him to be the coolest one of them. And and then he's he's had some great songs outside of Rainbow as well. But I, I I'm just thinking
0: on the JLT stuff, you put difficult to cure last, really? Yeah, I don't know. Those are, it's funny that one and straight between the eyes. I feel like they're ticking off the boxes. They don't hold together like conceptually. And then for some reason, bent out of shape to me, even though it might be the mellowest and the simplest of them. Yeah, and the poppiest. Yeah. It's moved the furthest away. To me, I've always looked at that record almost like a concept album, like Mm. not conceptual story wise, but they, but I feel like they've, they've literally for the first time, Got the personality of the sound, rather than being this guy and this guy and this guy doing their thing, which is mm-hmm. how I feel the first two are. I, I feel on this one, they they really kind of get a, a like a, a singular purpose on it. There's something conceptually about the arrangements. And, and that album cover and the green, uh, and everything about it, it just feels kind of like moody and dark, even though it is, it is the most, uh, sim, it's the one with the most pregnant pauses and spaces in it and stuff, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll get, I'll, I'll make Tom happy. I'll get us away from Rainbow. No, no, no. I, no, I like.
3: No, 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 no. I, I'm, a, I like Rainbow. I, I'm just, a, I'm a D.O. and a, and a JLT Rainbow guy. But I, I don't, I don't mind Down to Earth. But it's not a go to album for me. Oh, but what for I was going to what I was, it. but what I was going to say to Martin, just kind of, kind of circling back here to the, to your new Kiss book. Um, by the way, Kiss at 50. You can buy it at MartinPopoff.com. And if you get it from MartinPopoff.com, he will give you a clever signing, like me. I live in Nashua, New Hampshire. My book says Nashua Rock City. What's better than that? So if you're going to get it, go to martinpopoff.com. But oh, my Martin, God.
0: I got to say something. So, oh, please, so, uh, please. The, the funny thing about, so every time I have a new book, I go through all the song titles and see if there's something catchy, right? Yeah, and yeah, I couldn't find anything for Kiss. Really, um, and, and it proves. And Blue Oyster Cult has like five really catchy things that you can say, and it's almost. And Van Halen was super hard too. There was nothing. I went wow. through every single song title, and Priest has some good ones. Um, but but it it almost every time is the litmus test the litmus test to tell if uh if this is a really good lyrical band right and that's why blue oyster cult is always uh it it always like it reinforced to me okay yeah there's some clever things i can write for blue oyster cult and kiss was so hard uh to come up with anything anything good but you you try it one day go through all the kiss song titles and say if i wrote a kiss book what could i say is really funny right Oh,
2: you can so, always tell people, hey, Tom, uh, read my body. Signed Martin Papa. They
0: can do that. So now they've got out, to so- choose on it, some of them or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, like there you I go, couldn't or... come up with. But Blur Scout's like, don't fear the reader. You know,
3: that's
0: not that
2: easy that you came up with that. That's that's yeah, a yeah, good yeah. one.
3: That's good. That's good. I mean, it could have been worse. You could have said that to Tom, let, let me throw a log in your fireplace. It could have been something <laughs> like that, you know, right. something terrible <laughs> like that. But now so yeah. now that you finally have a kiss book under your belt, in your mind, is there any band that you have yet to kind of reach that mountaintop on with another? You you are you hinted that maybe there's another kiss book somewhere down the road in terms of the discography. Mm-hmm. How do you feel now having kiss? That, that one probably the last like huge legacy act that you haven't covered you've you've done them now mm. what's what's next if you can kind of give like a sneak peek at what you might have up your sleeve
0: well I, again just because of these concepts it would be nice to just have one of these happen again for one yeah. of these bands um uh, because like i say i i don't have to have a ton of interviews right but Uh, yeah, I, I guess I've done one queen book queen would have been a, a, but you know, that is an album by album, which I like doing, but, uh, so I could see doing that on, on kiss, you know, I would like to do, you know, there's been some talk with the publisher of possibly doing either a, uh, a motorhead at 50 or, Mm -hmm. um. the other concept is the album by album thing. So we've been talking back and Mm -hmm. forth about, Oh, which would be better album by album or at 50. And it's so funny. It's like, I I have these, these conversations with Dennis and they're both completely, completely, completely different big projects. Right. And I honestly, I, I look at them and go, I don't know which one I enjoy more would, which would be easier. Right. Because on the one hand, when I do an at 50, I just have to sit down and knuckle down and do this on my own. When I do one of these album by album ones, at least for this publisher, they want me to get um some celebrities involved to be part of them. Right. And that's always like sending out all these formal letters and getting completely rejected and re- scheduling and being nervous, doing the interview and all that stuff. So for those five that I did for them, I had to go get some celebrities. Right. So, but the other end of it it's it's kind of maybe more fun to just talk with people about every studio album go through it rather than the hard graft of having to do this super polished writing so so it's funny yeah the the difference is. One is just it all in my camp. And what I'm, I got to involve a lot of other people. So that's, that's always a pain. So, uh, but yeah, it was, it was pretty cool writing a whole book on the Who Quadrophini and a whole book on Dark Side of the Moon. I never thought Mm. I would ever do that. Um, so yeah, as, as the years go on and we get these 50 anniversaries, um, as long as they keep doing them and they keep selling, they'll keep, they'll keep wanting them. So, so it's cool going through the years and, and having one of those happen. It's like, okay, time to do this now, right? You know, we mm-hmm. talked about doing, you know, I, I, I probably could have said yes and I could have done a book on physical graffiti, right? Oh, uh but then please do but no, but then the thing is, is is like, oh man, I, I did that Zeppelin book and I already talked that much about yeah. every single song on physical graffiti it's kind of like fraudulent to me to do it again and, and like just use all my same stuff that I used in this book for the same publisher. It's like, ah, Dennis, man, I got to say no on that one. It's like, yeah,
3: that makes
2: sense. Like I, I
0: can't, I can't raise the enthusiasm to give you the same damn thing again that we did in the Zeppelin book five <laughs> uh, years ago. I'd buy it. I'd buy Oh, it. I would too. I, I would I, definitely buy it. Of course. Anything if it's physical graffiti. Yeah. But anything I'm burnt out. Graffiti. I mean, I, 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 how much more can I possibly say there's already. Oh, yeah. 10 or 12 or 20 pages on physical graffiti in that. But, well, actually, right. it's actually probably 30 pages, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, there's always
2: Zeppelin three. You can always tackle then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, as time bull- goes on, we're going to be looking at the 50th anniversaries for like for 1975 and then 1976, 1977. So That's hopefully right. I'll, you know, some really good ones will, will come up. Right. Yeah. Well, the book is
3: Kiss at 50. It is absolutely spectacular. I'm telling you, if you're a Kiss fan, this is an absolute must-own. And again, we're not saying that just because we're friends with Martin and he's on the show. It's amazing. It's a beautiful hardcover coffee table book loaded with incredible pictures. Nice, easy read. Pick it up and put it down when you want. Kiss at 50. Get it at martinpopoff.com. Martin, thanks so much. We're so happy. Congrats on the book. As two Kiss nerds right here, we love it. So bravo. Thanks, guys. This is, this was a blast. Very cool. Awesome. Thanks, Martin.
2: Tom, what a fun conversation that was.
3: It's great. I, I tell you, I love talking to Martin. I love picking his brain about this book because the layout is spectacular. We talked about it. How it's not a novel. It's not a biography that you have to read and put a bookmark in and do chapters and everything the the pictures are spectacular i mean i literally said this we both said this we have pretty much every kiss book under the sun whether it's a biography or or a, you know a story about an album or whatever behind the mask this to me is exactly what kiss fans want a, a nice beautiful hardbound coffee table book with incredible pictures talks about the 50 key moments in history with the band it's really Really spectacular, and I love just picking his brain about how he got how he got to it.
2: The other thing is Martin is a fan, but he's not a fanboy. He's an author. Exactly. He's a rock critic. Exactly. So there are exactly. things that aren't going to be a hundred percent positive, but they're going to give his analysis and breakdown. So you're not just getting like, "Oh, Kiss is the greatest." Happy Footy Pajama grew. You know, it it it's in there. But I I I love it. I, I we can't say it enough. Go to martinpopoff.com. Order the book and support him uh, and purchase it it'll make a great uh holiday gift amongst many other great holiday gifts that'll probably come up around this time
3: yeah it's a it's an absolute must own i mean you will not be disappointed it's probably my favorite book i pick it up and put it down all the time whether i'm finding a new picture to look up and i put them down to put them down whether I'm looking at a new picture or checking out a new section or opening up that gatefold that's in the middle, it's it's just spectacular. You have to get it. So please check it out, martinpopoff.com.
2: Yeah, Tom, what we do
3: next is we answer a kiss question. You got one? We do. And he didn't get comment of the week, but he gets question of the week. And that is again our buddy Nick Carcieri. Oh. This is actually a great one that I saw on Loudcasters. And I think he put it out there as a question to the group, which is fine. But I saw it and I'm like, this would be a really good question for me and you to talk about briefly. He says, I know there was a lot of debate about whether Eric Singer and Tommy should be singing Peter and Ace songs. But what are people's thoughts on when Eric Carr would sing Peter songs? Ooh.
2: Well, I could tell you that, you know, him doing Beth was kind of like, come on.
3: I agree. People didn't like it.
2: The thing about doing, like, peter songs half of his songs weren't written by peter so a lot of them were written by paul so if someone does hard luck woman is somebody does mainline are people really going to complain or is peter going to get upset i don't think so but beth is his signature song but the problem is beth was a radio hit and as a power ballad and one of the first how do they not get away with it if you kiss is wrapping it up someone's got to sing it and if eric carr was singing it I really wouldn't care that much but you know Ace's Shock Me is a little bit hard to do or Ace's New York Groove would be hard to kind of get away with because Kiss has enough songs they don't need to be playing those.
3: What about the fact that when he posts this picture he posts a YouTube video from 1990 of Eric Carr doing Black Diamond. Well yeah, he did do Black Diamond. I don't know. No, I know but, but no no that no, that's what I'm saying.
2: Like no, I don't so, think anybody should have a problem with Eric so, Singer or Carr doing Black Diamond. That's uh, that's a Paul Stanley really
3: song. Here's my theory, and no, I'm gonna nothing dumb to it, lose. Here's my theory, and I'm going to dumb it down. No one cared about Eric Carr singing Peter vocal songs because a he either sang them with no makeup or he sang them in the Fox makeup. It pisses people off because Eric Singer's doing Peter songs and Peter's makeup. That's my theory. But he, what songs is he that's doing? my. Th- He's only Beth, doing Beth, Beth and Black Diamond. Do you
2: think that Eric Singer gets shit for singing Beth because it's Peter's song? I think Eric Singer gets shit for doing Beth because it's fake on a piano, and people are sick of hearing Beth. They don't really want to hear it. I don't think it's the blasphemy of it. Oh, I do. Oh, I do. I do. Oh, I don't. I, I, think, I do. Oh, I'll I'll disagree with this, but I well, think I think Tommy this I think bec- shit because the Ace cult.
3: Shit. Yeah, because the Ace cult is bigger than the Peter cult.
2: Thank you. And yeah, so I really think that's the bigger deal. Um, and shock me gets people way more pissed Tommy doing that than I agree. Then, yes. Because Shock Me was a not even a hit. It's a decent song that people like, but they attribute it as to a hundred percent
3: being ace. So well, then he wrote need, it. He well, he wrote it because it was based on a personal incident that happened but to but him. They don't himself. need
2: it's also his first song he sang, and people love the solo. Right. But right, they right. don't need to have. Shock me in, in to be like, oh, that's not a complete, you know, going away tour because they didn't play Shock Me? Come on. Nobody will say that. Well, Beth if, is a little bigger if if it's not in the set list. That was
3: the biggest hit. Right, but you gotta remember if the band is selling the demon, the Star Child, the Spaceman, and the Cat Man and not Ace, Peter, Paul, and Gene, <laughs> then the spaceman, then the spaceman has to sing Shock Me because it's a signature song for the spaceman. No,
2: you don't. I'm not they saying it's need-
3: right because I think it's bullshit, especially when he's shooting rockets off the thing. Yeah, I think I that's. I think that's. That's like a. That, that's one of the things that bothers me.
2: Yeah, the solo doesn't need to be done, and it's not so much that. Is it really that bad? It's just like, why do you have to give them ammunition? You don't need agree. to do that. I agree. And you're
3: and you're asking for problems. It's not worth it to do it that way. Plus, um, another thing too. I think back when Eric Carr was in Kiss, there was no social media. Yeah. People people didn't have a forum like they do now to constantly bitch 24 7 on Twitter and Facebook.
2: And the Peter and Ace people and fans weren't fucking shitting on Eric Carr for
3: doing it. Exactly. Yep. Yep. That's a great question, Nick. I mean, that's the thing that could be like an entire episode. And I love those kinds of conversations and those kinds of questions. So uh, thank you so much for your email, obviously, earlier. And of course, your question of the week, buddy. Tom, where can people find us? Our website's the best place to go. Shoutoutloudcast.com. You can find all of our episodes there, all the Shoutout Loudcast episodes, Dorm Damage, Zeppelin Chronicles, album review crew. And of course, you can click on our links for Amazon merch, our Amazon shopping page, our Patreon link, all of our social media links. And you can send us messages directly from the website that we'll get in the form of an email. And if you want your question read on the show as part of our question of the week segment or our upcoming mailbag, you can use the website to do that and we'll get it in the form of an email, or you can go old fashioned email to shout it at gmail.com. We read every single email that you send us. We might not have the time to read all of them during the show, but we read them all. So please take a look at that. And of course, our social media, Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. We're on all those. And of course, our wonderful Patreon family. Please check that out, patreon.com, download the app or click on the link on our website. And we always like to say that we. And our guest, Martin Popoff, are both proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Network of Shows.
2: Yeah, people can DM us, Tom, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, X, Twitter, whatever the fuck you call it. Uh, they can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. You do. We appreciate when you do that. Please give us a five-star star. child review. On Apple Podcasts, Facebook, uh Spotify, wherever you can give us a actual review, we appreciate those are big help to the show. Uh, and uh it moves us up the food chain and gets us out in front of more, a bigger audience. So please give us a five-star review. We'll actually read it on the air. Uh, please you can feel free to email us, shout it at loudcast at gmail.com, shout it at loudcast at gmail.com and go to him. Go to him. <laughs> which is go to our website and that is shout it out loudcast.com shout it out loudcast.com there you can get merch you can get our amazon store you can check out our f- all our episodes see our rankings see photos i've updated the photo gallery we've gotten a lot of photos recently from some of our listeners so if you're wearing shout it out loudcast gear and you want us to put you on the website check it out i've Dumped a ton of new shit on there So check out the pictures Uh, You can look at our friends section Every guest that we've had You can look at their stuff If you click on the pic you go to their website If you want more information about our guest Awesome stuff there Our website is fucking fully interactive It's awesome Please Mm -hmm. check that out And what we like to do though is end on famous last
3: words Do you have any? Always I'm sailing like a ship on the sea Oh, I'd, I don't care if I'm lost in the haze. I hear the angels singing softly to me, times the enemy that you never see. Just fucking horrendous. <laughs> Just he shouldn't have been sued by Alice Cooper for copying. I'm 18. He should have been sued because that song is horrendous. Oh,
2: I've got some good <laughs> ones. I'm sure you do. You wanted my disease. You have to do as I please. You'll jump off the roof if I say. What? I won't let you
3: get away. That's such a great lip. You'll jump off the roof if I say. Oh, oh, oh okay.
2: <laughs> Martin Popoff. Uh, Tom, loudcasters, kiss army,
3: thank you. Huge thanks to Martin Popoff. Congrats on the great book, Kiss at 50. Guys, you're the best. Thank you so much for everything. Always in Zeus, as always, my friend. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. Cut the music.
2: and all you people out there sitting on rented furniture settle down anybody seen Richie anybody know why Richie did Bobby Lupo
1: it's NFL draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football